0: Hi there, this is Charlotte Tenerson and welcome to the 13th episode of the podcast, Stuff I Wish I Could Say. And today I wish I could say, it's not that serious. Seriously. Um, why do I wish I could say, stop taking ourselves so seriously? Because I wish that I could stop taking myself so seriously. Um, I had this whole like episode prepared on words and how we need to be more careful with our words how we need to try to understand people a little bit better um uh, when they're communicating with us how um i don't know oh how not communicating makes other people feel how ghosting people is just a mean thing to do and you shouldn't do it and i stand by all of that that's all of these things are true we need to be careful with our words but um we we can't control what other people say we can control our reaction we might not be able to control our feelings and emotions to what they say and if you're anything like me and you hear something mean like you you kind of like get emotional about it and it's embarrassing and then like you have to leave the conversation because tears are welling up and you hate it but um but yeah I just I could rail all day about how we need to be nicer and carefuler and committed to understanding each other but that doesn't really change that you're going to be hurt by words. You are. So I'd rather talk about um, our reactions and what we can do and how we cannot take ourselves so seriously and how we need to learn to forgive and forbear. So um, I was also going to start this episode with a vent. um, And then I remembered, hey, I remember reading a study that actually said venting makes your problems worse. Whatever you're venting about gets worse when you vent about it. Um, You know, and the Bible tells us that. Proverbs tells us a fool gives full vent to his anger. And once again, the Bible is proven by science. Um, This was like an old study, actually, I think in 1983. Um, The more a person vents, the worse they feel about what they're venting about. Um, Complaining takes a toll on your mood and um, not just during the day when you're engaged in venting, but like Long term, um, I'll read this to you. They not only reported lower momentary mood and less satisfaction and pride with the work they'd been doing the same day, but they also tended to experience lower mood the next morning, measured um, in a separate diary entry, and lower pride in next day accomplishment reports. The British Psychological Society Research um, Digest. So, anyways, I'm I'm so gonna vent, but I'm just not gonna do it angrily. I'm just gonna tell you a fact: living in Washington in the winter kind of sucks. Um, it's so cold. It's like 30 something degrees, but it's not cold enough to snow and it's wet and it's soggy and it's muddy and it's gross, but it's not pretty and white and snowy. That's all I'm going to say. I grew up in New England and I grew up with a lot of snow and I just miss it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that was more of a fact than a vent. So how do we do this? How do we forgive and forbear? How do we stop taking um others i don't know insults or or lack of time to try to understand what we're saying they don't want to put the time in um well we stop being so selfish our feelings are not our guide our feelings are not the most important thing um we you know, it's not going to stop you from getting hurt. You will feel the hurt. But feeling the hurt doesn't mean that you have to give vent to those feelings. It doesn't mean that you have to take them so seriously and use them as your guide in everything you do and say, we shouldn't use any of our feelings as our guide. Our feelings are, um, are from the heart and they are not true. Um, what is true is how the Lord um, commands us to react. So saying this goes against everything the culture tells us. Um, We are ruled by our feelings. We express them constantly all day, every day in texts and emojis and in conversation. And we are told if we bottle up our feelings, that is unhealthy and we will someday explode. We are told that our feelings are so important that if we don't feel like who God made us to be, then we aren't. If we are a woman and we feel like a man, then we must be a man. Um, we have put way, way too much value on feelings. Um, so C.S. Lewis says in the abolition of man, that men such as Plato, Aristotle, and Augustine have reason that our emotional responses rather than being fixed dispositions dispos- could and must be trained. The heart never takes place of the head, but it can and should obey it. Um, Jesus said that if we hate our brother in our heart, then um, we have committed murder. So does God expect us to train our feelings? Yeah, he does. He commands obedience from the heart in Romans 6, 17. Um, you know, the heart we judge as like uncontrollable. All feelings come from it. Um he tells us what we should fear and what not to fear in Luke 12, 4 through 5. He says what we must and must not delight in in Philippians 4, 4 and what we must abhor in Romans 12, 9 and that we must never be anxious in Philippians 4, 6 and how we can and cannot be angry in Ephesians 4, 26. So feelings are a gift from God. He's given them to us to, I don't know, make life a little bit more interesting. And if we didn't have them, it'd be pretty boring. Um, but I just read this feelings are wonderful, wonderful servants, but they are terrible gods. We're not doing this alone. He's given us his word as a guide on how we should feel He's given us the Holy spirit. So we are never alone. And we always have that companion with us to put a little check on that when we're going overboard. And he's also given us his people, um, to speak the truth and love to us. So what do we do then when we've realized we're kind of putting, um, too high a value on our feelings they are a gift from god and they are there for a reason but we're putting too um too much value on our feelings versus others well we forgive and we forbear forgiving and forbearing i learned um in a class once that forbearing kind of means like going up and over so you forgive because jesus forgave you you forbear by going over the problem and moving on now i don't think in in a like a spousal relationship in a marriage um there are going to be some things that you shouldn't go up and over you shouldn't forbear you, there are going to be some things where you need to talk out the problems fighting with silence is never the way to do it but um there are also going to be things that you forbear um things like um stupid, silly example, but my husband sneezing 70 times in a row. I don't have to voice my feelings on like, oh my gosh, you sneeze so much. I've said that before. I know I'm a terrible wife, but I've said, oh, you just sneeze so much. Do I have to say that? No, I don't. Can't help how many times he sneezes. So that was kind of a dumb example, but I just mean like, Um, Things that are annoyances to you or things that hurt your feelings, but they don't really actually have much to do with sound doctrine um, or things that are not hurting the relationship. So, um, you know, just my personality uh, when there is like problems in relationship and when I see them um, really affecting the relationship because they're dangerous or they're extremely hurtful or whatever it is. it, it is like, I can't not talk about it. I can't not communicate about it. And I know, you know, just from other examples of in my life of people who um maybe might have trouble communicating is it, like it's possible for them to ignore it and just brush it away and not think about it until it comes up later. I don't ever want to advocate for that. I don't feel like that's healthy. And I feel like, um, Uh, communication has been a gift for me sometimes when it's big, important things that need to be talked about when it's painful or it's dangerous or um, really obstructing relationship. I do believe that you need to go and talk about it. We shouldn't fight in silence, but there are also things that we need to forbear. And I think God will give us wisdom on that, you know, examining Am am I doing this because my feelings are hurt and my feelings are the most important? Or am I doing this um, for the health of our relationship or the health of someone that I love? There are a whole bunch of um, examples in the Bible of um, the fact that we're better off being quiet um, Proverbs tells us that a quiet person is looked on as wise. Um, it doesn't actually really matter if they are wise or not, but they're looked on as wise if they're quiet. Um, James 119 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. Um, Proverbs also says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Proverbs 29, 11, we already went over this a little bit. It says a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. And as a talker, as a person that likes to talk, um, that's kind of hard for me to hear. Uh, I I put a lot of importance on words and communication. Um, it might be more because I'm the communicator in my my marriage, and my relationship. My husband's the strong, silent type. <laughs> um, and I'm like, but my side is more important. Communicating is more important. Well, actually... No, it's not. Um, I could take a lesson from him and some things are not that important. Sometimes, yeah, like I've already said, you gotta get over it. Um, Some things are not worth bringing up and they are worth forgiving and forbearing. And I will actually say most things are worth forgiving and forbearing. Now, obviously, there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. I would never, ever say you should always be always silent. Of course, I wouldn't say that. Um, But there is a time to speak. And when is that? Titus 1.9 says um, it's to rebuke those who contradict sound doctrine. It is not to save your feelings or tell someone when they hurt yours or whatever it is. Um, It is when a person is actually contradicting sound doctrine. What is sound doctrine? Well, it's the full gospel, the full truth of the Bible. Um, If sound faith is believing and practicing sound doctrine and teachings, unhealthy faith is believing and practicing unhealthy doctrines and teachings. It is not about you. It is about getting the gospel out clearly and in truth and in love. So there you have it. 20 minutes of um, using our words and being kind and understanding and communicating condensed into nine minutes of It's not about you. More often than not, you need to forgive and forbear. And the time to speak up is when someone is contradicting sound doctrine. There you have it. Stop worrying so much about your own feelings. I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) What else do I want to talk about? Um, Stop taking ourselves so seriously. The number one skill I think we should have in life. Okay. Maybe not the number one, but a huge skill that we need to have in life. And what I want to teach my children is to be able to laugh at ourselves, to be able to tell embarrassing stories about ourselves where we made a mistake or we did something stupid or gross or weird, and we can just laugh about it. We can tell it as a story and laugh about it. Um, one of my kids gets very upset when somebody laughs at her if, if she says something funny, and you know accidentally funny. Um, coincidentally, she is the one that is most like me. I grew up always saying accidentally funny things i didn't realize how weird they sounded they were just my thoughts and people would laugh at me and um i hated it and she hates it too or you know when she falls down and you know sometimes you fall kind of funny and your friends might laugh a little bit because you like flipped when you fell or whatever she gets very upset and i'm like no don't be like me don't take yourself so seriously laugh at your mistakes learn from them move on and use them as fodder for future stories in your life it's okay we're all human we all make mistakes and if you think that you're not going to you're setting yourself up for disappointment sorry you're gonna make mistakes and someday you'll laugh about them or you can just share them as your testimony so other people don't make the same mistakes um okay so i get really caught up in important issues, there's obviously so many important and very serious issues going on in the world today, um, politically, culturally, culturally, all over the place. And you know, I, I'm a fixer. I want to fix the problems. I want to share the information I know and fix the problems and spread it around and speak up and, and be strong and and all of that. But if that's all I'm doing, if I'm so caught up in what is happening in the world around me and forgetting that God is on the throne. He's in control, not me. I can't change billions of people's minds and I can't fix all of the problems only God can. Um, I'm gonna be taking myself and my job on this earth too seriously. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to take a break from all of the issues and the problems in this world. It's okay to rest in the Lord and know that he has it under control. I also need to take time to laugh with my kids, to roll around on the floor doing their pig piles thing that they love to do, or time to appreciate my husband's super cheesy dad jokes. Oh, God gave me my husband for sure. I'm a serious person. And in the moments when I really don't want to, he just makes me laugh and I have to, and I have to lighten up and I have to get over it. Um, Like, okay. Uh, this <laughs> Bernie Sanders thing that happened at the inauguration, him sitting there with his big old mittens. I think that's like one of the best things that has happened to us in a long time. The memes are a gold mine. They are hilarious. And um, thank you Bernie for that. That might be the one thing I'll ever thank you for. Thank you for sitting there like a dork in your mittens. Um, but God wants us to laugh. He created humor. God created humor. He created us to laugh. A merry heart is good medicine. So if you're like me and you've just been trying to take on too much control in your life, um, listening to your feelings a little bit too much, making them your master rather than your servant, um, just remember you're not in control. You cannot fix this all. God is in control. God is on the throne. He is not an angry, crabby God looking down at us, mad that we're not doing more, 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 more. No, he gave us each a job to do and he wants us to enjoy that job and do it with joy and to the best of our abilities. We are not in control. If we think we are, um, all the mess of this world is gonna push in on us until we can't take it anymore and we've lost all of our joy. He is the only one that can take on the mess and still be joyful. He's the only one that can see all the bad and still love us. So I'm leaving you with this, Job 8, 21. He will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Thank you for listening. And I hope your day is joy filled.